My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 148 of Legally Clueless. Thanks for rocking with this podcast. If this is your first time listening to any episode, welcome to the family. First and foremost, audio episodes like this got every single Monday. And you should definitely join our warm little corner of Instagram at Legally Clueless Podcast. We're on Facebook at Legally Clueless. And you can watch tons of awesome stuff on our YouTube channel, like season one of our video series. We have our tour series out where we went across Kenya. We've been to Paris. We've been to Zimbabwe. And currently season two of our video series is ongoing. In fact, the latest episode in season two is a story by Edgar that, especially being the beginning of the year, is one that everyone really should watch because he talks about quitting alcohol, not from an alcoholic foundation but more from him not liking how alcohol interacted with certain mental health conditions that he's been diagnosed with like PTSD and anxiety it was just a very eye-opening episode and you know he talks about how quitting alcohol affected his friendships relationships even it was quite quite something so check it out on our youtube channel and i hope you enjoy it but back to this particular episode this is a story by lensa that's coming up i didn't enjoy what i was doing so i had come to that point where i want to quit but i'm also too scared to quit because i don't have a plan b working for an advertising agency is really it's not the easiest thing it's proper character development like advertising agencies and nairobi men same was up. I'd wake up and I start scrolling social media. Instagram, you open and everyone else's life is glamorous. My number one fear when it comes to employment is that I actually did not graduate. I had a bit of an issue in fourth year where I was caught with a wax. <laughs> When they've lipped your pension and they've sent you home with like a little something, something, you're still very confident. So it started being way too real when my finances were just going down and then let me mention that i did not have i did not have savings in a bit we're gonna get to this story by lensa a little later in this episode but right now i want you to check out the song of the week that i have been jamming endlessly well i had to stop not only because i need to record this but <laughs> kplc decided that i don't need electricity Aki. This will give me stress. They really give me stress. Anyway, back to the song of the week. Beautiful jam by an awesome artist. Her name is Cleo Soul. And the name of the song is When I'm In Your Arms. Ah, yay, yay. I love it so much. I'm not even done my usual thing of like reading the lyrics or whatever. Because I just, there's a vibe and energy about it that I like. And I don't even want to know <laughs> whose arms are you in? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I put a link to the song in the show notes. And I hope you like it as much as I do. And I hope this will be the year that I stop promising to make a playlist <laughs> of all the songs I share with you. And I actually just get down to it. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Check back in in October. <laughs> oh, my days. Anyway, ooh, there's something that I really wanted to share before we jump into Lenz's story. And it's... It's all about healing. So I've said this before on the podcast that where I've reached in terms of like therapy and the work I've done on myself for the past over 10 years, I'm now really aware of 
the rewards and the results of it. I feel a lot more confident, a lot more in touch with myself, a lot more intentional. I'm enjoying things that I never thought I would enjoy, especially coming from sexual trauma. I did the work and, and the results are here with me. And, and I feel like I have such a deeper understanding of who I am. It's wild. It's so wild. But one thing that I don't think we really talk about much when we have conversations on healing and the fulfillment that comes with, you know, feeling like, yeah, I've overcome this and that is healing has very many uncomfortable parts. There are quite a few I've encountered when it comes to becoming who I truly am. But the one I want to focus on and and that I'm navigating right now is things and people in your life before you were actively seeing results of the healing were placed there and now that you've become you don't recognize them anymore does it make sense so like before I got to this point that I'm in there are things practices people in my life who are there to serve that Adele who was not a really full complete version of who I am a very broken person right and then I go through therapy and I do all of these extra work on myself and now that I have become this 2.0 super healed version of myself their friendships their relationships clothes even music even hobbies that I don't recognize anymore like that's not me (laughs) you know what I mean And I realized that a lot of my past decisions were built on or based off of fear and like looking for safety and a lot of other trauma responses, right? And so when you've worked through those, then you look at the decisions that were fueled by that. It's just like, wait a minute, (laughs) who this, you know, and you, you can't really relate with those things anymore and you kind of have to build a new surrounding for this new person you are not really new but like healed person you are does this make sense it really does to me and it's something I've been navigating for a while I remember a couple of months ago I woke up I'm so dramatic with my writing but whatever it's me I woke up at like 3 a.m and I had to like write down this line and actually yeah because this was it was possibly in September if I'm not wrong Because I know it was after our Kenya tour as a podcast, but before we went to France. Actually, let me just pull up the line. I'll tell you what app I use, by the way, for writing in case that's something you're interested in. But the line I wrote was, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, yeah. If I found myself, why do I feel so lost? And, And it comes back to this, like you heal and you do this work and it feels fantastic and then you have to piece together or like tear down certain aspects of this life that you had and rebuild them to match this new and improved version of you yeah basically that's it and it's it can get a bit uncomfortable but i guess eyes on the prize which is living a full life an absolutely full life but yeah i just wanted to share that because it's it's something I am navigating about the app that I use. It's actually one of my very good friends who shared it with me because he uses it for writing as well. It's called Notebook. Why do I feel like I've shared this before here? Anyway, it's called Notebook. 
and I've integrated it across my phones, my laptops. And yeah, you can even, if a thought comes to you and you can't stop to type, you can record voice memos and store it all there. All right, let's jump into 100 African Stories and the stories by Lensa. She actually shared this story on our video series a few weeks ago. So if you want to watch a condensed version of the story, head over to our YouTube channel and just watch Lensa's story. But it's very powerful. It's about something quite a few people can identify with. Trying to look for a job and how that journey affects your self-worth and your self-esteem. And specifically for Lensa, job hunting without a degree. A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. So in 2018, uh, I had a job. I was employed. I had been employed. That, that was my second year, actually. Yes, at a, an agency. I enjoy advertising. It's digital marketing. It's part of what I do on a daily. However, by that time in 2018, end of 2018 i was really tired i was exhausted mentally i didn't enjoy what i was doing so i had come to that point where i want to quit but i'm also too scared to quit because i don't have a plan b also at the same time i'm wishing that they could just fire me like just do what you need to do because <laughs> i don't have the guts to do it but i just feel like i need i need to go so i was doing bare minimum i was mentally exhausted like i wasn't being my creative self and usually when that happens i'm not happy because i feel like creativity really brings life to me and joy and happiness and fulfillment so at that time i was just doing bare minimum showing up to work like where are you even showing up to work at what what time are you supposed to report 8 30 and then yeah 11 30 close to lunch you know like yeah kilometer gonna lunch <laughs> yeah so i wasn't i wasn't my best self and finally i think the you know capitalism the way it works they need jobo done things need to move at the end of the day so they had seen that there's no there's no change happening i'm not getting any better and their systems were not getting any bit any, any better either so uh we had a chat so I'm like so what's up what's going to happen and i was just like okay you know what i think i, I need to resign and that's exactly what happened i resigned and i did not have a backup plan but i was like cheeky i can't do this anymore let's see what else we could do but for the time i had been in nairobi i knew i'd survive huh, i was unhappy at this job because for starters i think i didn't have uh the self-awareness that i have right now so a lot of the external pressure was really weighing me down and i don't know if you know but uh working for an advertising agency is really it's not the easiest thing it's proper character development like Advertising agencies and Nairobi men, same was up. <laughs> you really go through it. So, and that means if you're not really like settled within and you know what your why is uh, or what you want out of it, then you will be like, you just be rolling the punches, like whatever comes your way, you're swayed that way. And at the end of the day, you're too exhausted to be. I didn't feel like I was doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I was unhappy because, again, the pay was not making sense. <laughs> the pay wasn't making sense. I just wasn't settled. Like, I don't know how else to put it. 
things were just happening way too fast where you wake up and it's evening and you have to do it all over again and you you can't even see like in the near future you don't have plans or dreams for the near future because you're just trying to survive that particular day and it was becoming overwhelming my mornings uh, usually would look like i'd first of all wake up early uh and that's from not sleeping well the previous night you know when you sleep but you're not really sleeping like you can hear i have a cat with me so at the time if my cat meows or knocks or just says something i'm there like what's up but i was dead asleep so i wouldn't sleep properly and then i'd be up by let's say 5:30 my mind is just running no when you wake up and then it's like all your all of your tabs are open because <laughs> you didn't shut down your computer you wake up you're like oh picking up from the previous day and so I'd wake up like at 5:30 or 6 and I just lay in bed the biggest mistake I did at the time was I'd wake up and I start scrolling social media and I'd do that for like an hour to I didn't have a proper morning routine where let's say let's say if I had a workout or a gym routine going on or even meditation let's just say if i had better practices it wouldn't be as bad but at the time not really like i was just i was you wake up tired and then you who is your mate <laughs> your bedmate is your phone you just pick it up you're like dearje Instagram you open and everyone else's life is glamorous uh people you went to school with the people you work with they're living their best lives or so it seems on the timeline and that just adds to the depression or the anxiety or whatever it is that I'm feeling at in that moment so I would waste my time on social media and then drag my feet like by the time it's like 7 I'm like man do I really have to do this there are days when I would try and even think up of an excuse. Just say I'm sick. Do I say I'm sick? I don't like doing that though. <laughs> It's not really me cuz man I'm really scared of lying about such things and then I get sick for real for real. Then what am I going to do? Yeah, so other times I would just like okay, we really have to do this. You remember rent. Okay. You remember you're a firstborn. Okay. Yeah, like okay, fine. Let's just let's just try and even just make it. to the office even if you're not going to be as productive as you would want so that's what would happen like I'd, after scrolling my phone I'd drag my feet get ready I, when it comes to finding an outfit that's when I'm like okay now I have nothing to wear <laughs> completely nothing and then that would take like 2 uh, two hours by the time I'm ready it's like 9 9:30 then I check my emails I don't see anything urgent I'm just like okay what else can we do let's make some pancakes I don't know just <laughs> it's like delaying life like just pause I don't want to deal right now yeah so at this time and then finally maybe i'd get a call or remember i have a meeting sawa that's when i'd head out to the office and then pick up there and then i try to do what i could do for that day and before you know it it's home time uh, and you know once it's it's 5 you're like okay what's the plan other times you you're just looking to go to a bar somewhere i can't say i struggle with alcohol I don't but I love a good time I love music and that that was a way of distracting myself so sometimes I would pass by somewhere it's just now that I actually really enjoy solitude 
I love being home. Yeah, so that's that's what my day would look like. My number one fear when it comes to employment is that I actually did not graduate. I had a bit of an issue in fourth year where I was caught with a wax. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you, I was caught in a with a marks in a Bible exam. Like, you know, everyone I tell this story, they're just like, eh? You're going to hell. You're cheating. The Bible exam. Yes, friend. <laughs> Ask me why. You know that lecturer wanted you to just give him the answers that he gave from his notes. So don't use your brain. Don't think. Don't argue. Don't be like, ah, let's see how baby Moses. Maybe, maybe he had burned a different kind of bush and... It just, the math is not my thing. He didn't want you to use your brain. He wanted you to give him what he gave you in his notes. So at the time, I was also retaking accounts. Hey, I hate, I hate math. I really struggle. But let me just go back a bit. In uni, I didn't do the course that I wanted to. I wanted to do journalism. And my parents did not consent to that. So when my dad passed on, actually way before my dad passed on, because my dad passed on um when I cleared form four because we got an accident on the day they came to pick me up so even before that we had had that conversation and i had told them i want to join the media i want to be a journalist i didn't even know what that exactly meant i just wanted to be yeah, on tv or radio let's do what needs to be done but they're like no and that's because at the time my dad had a contract he, he was a contractor for i think ktn he was doing something so he had interacted with journalists and he knew that they are really struggling like it the jobo is not what we thought it was you know to us it's it's all glamour and everything but he knew that first of all he used to tell me that you're only paid if you're popular so if no one knows you and then i think he knew the other struggles that maybe female journalists would go through and he didn't never wanted me to go through that so he just said no and never explained years later is when i was just like okay maybe he was trying to look out for me and so even after he passed on my mom maintained she was like hey journalism not so much see ujaribu accounting that was the in thing at the time i'm like what, what do you mean? But then what happened is that um, they offered to take me to Strath. And I was like, huh? And I was dealing with grief because we had we had just lost my dad and then um, post-election violence happened. 2008, my sister insisted on going to boarding school. Then they said they're going to send me to Strath. I was like, okay, cool, cool. And I said, I, I thought it was a great opportunity, mostly because we buried my dad and then post-election violence happened. And you know how when when you've lost a loved one, people stay with you for a while? That wasn't the case for us because everyone had to run. The country is in a state. So we just buried our... It was my dad and my bro actually <laughs> this story sometimes i forget to mention my brother but we lost two people at the same time and then post selection violence happened and then people scattered so you're back in the house and it's missing two very big part of your lives and you're just like this is not the same so when i had start i was like okay let's let's get out i'm gonna head out <laughs> insert spongebob me <laughs> Yeah, so um, so I did I did CPAs at Strath. I can't even tell you that I passed my units. No, I was just over there sharing party after party. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what my mom wanted me to do. So after she realized I'm not doing too well uh, with my accounting, 
she sent me back to Nakuru and she asked, she told me, pick a school. When you're ready to learn, pick a school. So that's when I picked Kabarak. And when I looked at the courses that I could do, marketing was the closest or the, I don't know, it's just what I could do um, apart from journalism. So that's how I landed in marketing. So in this our school, there's this Bible thing that you have to do. Hey, and then there's accounting. So I'm struggling with accounting and then I have Bible. I was like, check your priorities. I'm going to study accounting because it's a math. <laughs> Hey, so now my strategy was I let me get in with my phone and then I'll just peruse this this man's notes and I give him the answers he needs for Bible. Hey, alas, I'm the worst liar. Eh? <laughs> I'm the worst liar. Like how how do you go into an exam with your marks and you're just over there like like to giving all the signs like hey lecturer I have something over here you might want to come check it out I'm shaking like a leaf. Hey, that's how I got caught. <laughs> And it was in fourth year, so I didn't I didn't graduate. And then when I was chilling at home, I saw an opportunity on Twitter, someone asking uh, for salespeople, and I applied for that job, and that's how I landed in Radio Africa. I say all that to just show that me not graduating has really weighed down on me when it came to looking for jobs. Uh, I never felt like I was worthy. I never felt like I was qualified, despite the fact that uh, when I went to Radio Africa, I did sales, and then I realized I'm not a salesperson. Actually, my manager at the time is the one that re realized that, yo, this chick loves digital. Every time my pointers would just be around digital. So she told me, hey, there's uh, digital marketing agencies that you could join. And I was like, okay, me, I didn't even know about them. So that's when I, I looked for opportunities and I learned a lot. And by the time it was 2018, I had I had worked at Ogilvy, Ogilvy One. My entry to uh, agency was just like, I just worked with the very best. <laughs> yeah, so I'd learned a lot. So by the time uh, I, I was leaving Brand2D, I was just scared of the fact that, you know, I have to look for a job again and I have to confess that I have not graduated, even though all the skills that I'm applying right now, I didn't get them from uni, guys. <laughs> like, this is agency character development for like two years. You learn a lot. Like a paid masterclass, but then uh, when you're going for interviews, you're told a hey, print your nini, this and that, and you, that's when you, I start feeling like I'm not worthy. Uh, so that was my number one fear. I didn't believe in myself, and now, now is when I'm like, hey, people are really finessing through life. Eh? You, when you're not believing in yourself, people are finessing. Hey. People might not have qualifications, but they have the confidence and they're, they're occupying spaces that you could be occupying with your papers, but you're just not confident. Yeah, so that's where I was at the time. I was not confident enough. So I was really scared that, yo, if I'm to leave this place, could I find a better job? What about that for me? So this is what happened. We had team building in Diani. It was so much fun. So I was just from leave. I'd gone on leave and I'd gone to the beach again. So when I got back from leave, I'm being told, ah, there's a team building happening in two weeks. You're going back to the area. I'm like, oh, I 
sell us. <laughs> so we went. The company I worked for was a really small company. So the it, it, like it's a close-knit type of situation. So we hung out. We had a good time. And then I remember one evening, our MD was hanging by the pool somewhere. And I knew there was a conversation we had to have. And it was either I avoid it or... But I said, you know what? I've worked for this guy's company for a while. Let me just speak his, his mind and also just tell him where where I am so that he doesn't feel like I'm totally ungrateful for the opportunity. So we had a chat. I can't even remember what we spoke about, but I just remember after that, I knew exactly what was going to happen. I'd made my peace. He had also listened to me and... He's been he's been doing what he does for a while. He's a brilliant man. He's also uh, wise in his own ways. So yeah, for after that conversation, I just knew once we get back to the office, I need to I need to resign. Yeah. So what happened on my resignation day? I don't think I had I I served a long notice because immediately after team building, I think I did a week or two. And I was out. So I was feeling I was feeling free, like, ooh, bring it on. You know, when, when they've when they've lipped your pension and they've sent you home with like a little something something, you're still very confident. You're like, party time, party. I don't have to go to the office. You guys deal. So I was still on a high, happy. I'm free, free to do content creation that I love so much, free to explore other options, the high dipped. <laughs> January came, January came and reality hits. You're like, okay, so it's a new year. Okay, the, the high hadn't come down at the time because it's that new year feeling. You're writing down resolutions, you're so pumped up, you're very hopeful and enthusiastic. So I felt like, yo... Uh, let's do this. I'm really free. I'm free to create. I'm free to just explore options. And I remember I'd started working with someone. Uh, this is a, an entrepreneur that has a bar and he's just he's an all-round businessman and he's a friend as well. So I think I was doing social media for his club. And from just chatting and interacting, he he saw an opportunity in the space that he asked me about. Like, what do you think of this influencer marketing space? You you yourself you do influencer gigs. Uh, what do you think is lacking? Because he was trying to he was trying to come in as uh, what's what's the term? What's the term? Like an influencer manager to bridge the gap between influencers and clients. Like there are some clients that want to work with influencers, but they don't know how to get to them and they're not attached to agencies but they would love to do that so he wanted to bridge that cup that gap so we got together him um and three other people and we were under his company and i was just so excited like oh you guys are part of our company <laughs> yeah i was so excited so i focused on that i think beginning of the year it was quite exciting even though it wasn't uh it wasn't busy we just would meet like weekly and then we try to identify clients. And then over time, it became like really slow. Like there's nothing really happening. Like we just had one client, we serviced them, finished, did reports. And then now we'd, and, and everyone else is busy with their own thing. This wasn't their main thing. So people are just dipping. Like you set up a meeting, they're not really available. And me, for me, this is my only thing. 
So it started being way too real when my finances were just going down. And then let me mention that I did not have I did not have savings. Like I just had what I left uh, the company with. I didn't have a tier backup somewhere cushion. I don't know why I didn't think it was necessary. Hey, hey, champé. <laughs> but yeah, so now by month three, I'm really struggling. Really, really struggling. I, I had influencer gigs as well, but yo, I don't know if you guys know about this, but the payment system, hmm? contracts don't even work. Like they will say, we'll pay you 35 days after our campaign is over. You might even wait up to, up to a year. Like people have waited for the longest periods of time. So I was really struggling. I couldn't pay my rent on time. I had to like rely on family, but I didn't move back to Nakuru. I was still in Nairobi. So I was struggling. And then when 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 I was in that state of mind, creating is also a problem. So I the, the the freedom I thought I had, now I can create, I can do this. I'm way too stressed to do anything at this point. And that's that's when it started going downhill. Yeah, so I had family. I had I my family is a really great support system. And besides my family, I was in a very lovely relationship with a young man from Parklands. Big up, big up, ex boo. <laughs> He's still my friend. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, he, yes, emotionally, he would really support me because I remember there's a time. So now, after, after my, after things sort of came to a standstill, this side gig that I'm trying to do is not working out. The influencer gigs are not paying on time. Uh, I started applying for jobs. That panic kicked in. Like, yo, I cannot survive on influencer money, and this company is not working. I need to go back to employment. ASAP. So I started applying for gigs. So I remember there's a time I went for an interview and then I met two ladies. Way that interview. <laughs> it was just for tears. And keep in mind that I'm still going back in there feeling unworthy. Feeling like just because I don't have this one paper that I don't know what I'm doing or that I'm not worthy of being in that space. So I'm going in there very timid very scared so and then when you find like really rough interviewers they can they can mess you up a good one so that's exactly what happened i don't know they were just so rough they just didn't they didn't care and maybe i'm not what they were looking for even though it was a digital gig but it wasn't really digital marketing it was digital you know these companies that look look for a digital person but you're a photographer web designer this like you're everything in that company yeah, it was one of those. And they're paying you two bob. Hey, it was one of those. So I left, I remember I left that place. It was somewhere opposite Safaricom. And I needed to pick up my ID. So I left the interview. And then I crossed over to get my ID. And I started breaking down. <laughs> like I was so sad. I was so beaten. Because I, I had applied for a lot of positions and I wasn't hearing back from them. And this one that gets back to me is so ruthless, you know, like they don't. Yeah, it was such a sad day. So I remember I broke down. Hey, if I show you my ID, it wasn't even going to get my ID. I was going to apply for my ID. I'd lost it. So I broke down cried calls my homie i'm like me i can't do this i'm really tired so he talked me down talked me through it told me don't worry about it this is just one of those moments 
uh, we're gonna get through it you'll be fine and remember he just used to say we 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 and be like you actually have someone that cares for me someone that has my back so i chilled out uh, wiped my tears but my eyes were swollen so if i show you the idea i got so if you look at that picture you look at me right now catfish <laughs> and you know how i did guys it's like they just take photos for i don't know like you're a criminal or something hey hey that id wow i had so many moments similar to that one you're very right the way you put it um from that moment i think i looked for a job for months to come i didn't even get a job i was freelancing for two years i freelanced in 2018 and 2019 and this was just 20 no no no. i left 2018 december so the whole of 2019 is when this is happening and then it spilled over to covid so it was i was in a funk for months i even remember i went i went through my journal sometimes i write i never used to be that person do you know i'm scared of writing it so that when i die i don't want people to know my thoughts <laughs> i told my ex and he was like hey, you'll be dead why do you even care <laughs> just write it down but now i find it very therapeutic so i went i went over my notes at the time and man it was just i'm drowning i'm drowning i'm drowning it's so hard i cannot see like a light at the end of the tunnel and it went on for months like i remember writing down that yo you cannot be in a funk for months because i can't create i'm getting some small time influencer gigs i'm still struggling to create for that even though it's a source of income so it was it was such a bad place to be and it dragged on for months so i think what what would keep me what would keep me alive is just family and once in a while, you know, this diehard friends who are like, ah, Lensa, no, okay. And then when you say, no, I can't, they're like, no, I'm not asking you for anything. Get dressed, shower, we're going somewhere. So I would have fun, go back home and it would be less stressful. Or now my family or my ex at the time would spend a lot of time together. And I think that way mentally I was a bit sheltered. Like I would stress when I'm solo, uh, deep in the night, like at 3 a.m. I'm just like, hey, rent. <laughs> I even remember there's a time my landlord came and knocked and they're like, yo, rent. So I told them, ha. so uh, there's a campaign I was waiting to get paid for and they told me next week. So I told my, my landlord next week, hey, next week came. Agency, uh, payment is not ready. We'll let you know. I told them, okay, just give me, buy, let me buy another week. Give me a week. By the time they were coming back, I was just like, cheeky. I have food. I'm here with my cat. Just lock me. Lock me up in here because there's nowhere I'll get rent for you. Like, I just don't know what to do anymore. Just lock me up. And I was so frustrated. But at the time, they, they allowed me to just have a, a bit more time to sort that out. And I reached out to my mom. Usually I don't like asking for help from home because I feel like I'm no one supposed to be helping at home. So I would only call my mom when I really, really need help. And it would be like, just spot me this much and I'll give it back. And I would, I would. It's not just one of a tea story. <laughs> I would, yeah. So it, it dragged on for months. 
for months and it was just little things that would keep me alive or remind me of happiness or when I, I would get a campaign that really resonates with me and I try and encourage myself to just, let's just do this and enjoy it because there's nothing else to do and that's when I actually started the podcast because I was really trying to um, understand how I'm feeling like how can you be in a funk for so many months what is this feeling that you're feeling at the same time I'm gangster <laughs> I don't want to come out and be like yo I'm feeling sad I'm feeling this and that um, so during this period, I really had to sit with myself and understand what is it that I'm really feeling? Where is it stemming from? What are the issues that I need to deal with? And, you know, like something like when you're applying for a job and then you're already feeling like you're not worthy, that is stemming from somewhere that you need to deal with. Because it meant that every time I'm applying for a job, I'm stressed. I'm feeling low. I'm feeling useless you know and it, it was just a crashing feeling so i really had to sit with myself understand my emotions yeah so man the pand pandemic <laughs> yo the pandemic was so interesting so i think the pandemic how i got through it was just the fact that we were all in we were in this together you know when you look at the world places are shut down people are losing their jobs you don't even have a job but people are losing theirs and i was telling myself yo you survived this far we are in a pandemic yes you are told your landlord they can lock you up but they never threw you out you never lacked uh food you survived this far. So I started growing stronger. And even though I was still going through it, it wasn't as bad. Because now it just felt like, okay, now you can't share this sob story anymore. Everyone is going through it. So find a way, find a way to pick yourself up. So I, I tried to get myself busy with content creation. I started my podcast, but still I was not in the right. Um, I was not settled. So when I started my podcast, I started um, sub-comparing with other people. I'd be like, hey, I don't have money to produce like this. Or I can see this podcast is being loved by people. Is this what I'm supposed to be talking about? Yet I know why I started the podcast. So there was a lot of, un like I was unsure of a lot of things. So I didn't quite, I didn't quite do it like I, I wanted to do it. So that's why I have not even produced it in a while, but it's something that I want to do in future. But yeah, that kept me going and I think I got some other gigs as well here and there. And then just applying for jobs, I went back to that. There are moments where I you almost get something, you know, where when you know someone from the inside, they're like, you apply for this for this and it was actually an agency and i had sworn not to go back to agency because it really messed up my mental uh health state so by the time it was like mid 2020 and this opportunity came up i was like yo i've been doing the inner work i feel like i've really grown from the person that i was two years ago and a lot of the things i was scared uh, of in agency i can deal with them now so I was trying to convince myself, eh, it's not such a bad idea, you can go back. So I, I remember applying, but that didn't come through either. Yeah, that was still 2020. I, I was still jobless in 2020. So I, I, I tried out things, they never worked out, but I, I kept it pushing. 
I was just happy to not be in the streets or not sleep hungry. And one thing that also got me through 2020 was gratitude. I never really looked at gratitude for what it is, for how big it can be, um, how impactful it can be in your life. But yeah, in 2020, when I sat down, when I would start feeling like, okay, nothing is happening, I'm unhappy, I'm a loser or something, something. And I would sit back and be like, wait a minute, we're in a pandemic, you are in your little mansion <laughs> and you have food. You know, my mom, my mom sends me food from Nakuru, like she would fry fish, she would pack nyanyas, so I have a lot of food. So you have food, you have a warm place to sleep, um, you have people that love you. Yes, you don't have a job, but can you, can you see all these things? So I gratitude was big for me in 2020 yeah so it was the end of 2020 uh, i i applied for I, I applied for this job and how i applied for it was so random it was one of those nights when i couldn't sleep so i was up by 5 30 up doing what on my phone insta stories so i figured this insta story and it's a friend going to work and they're posting about traffic and I was like, yo, see, are you guys hiring, by the way? Because it's, it's a media entertainment company. And it, I was just, that's where my mind was. I'm looking for a job. I'm desperate. And this person is complaining about traffic, going to work. I was like, yeah, you guys are hiring. I wasn't expecting much, but she was like, yeah, actually, yes, we're looking for a digital person. I was like, please, please, please send me the email of your HR something just do it so i came alive once again i was like oh this opportunity and it's not an agency it's somewhere that i would enjoy working uh there's music uh involved somewhere i just felt like this is about to be the most fun job like can i please get it so i remember really hounding her i would call her text her that was when mid mid december and then they just went silent <laughs> they were like, hey, wait, wait, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they weren't silent. So by the end of 2020, I was just like, okay, it is what it is. Let's just start this new year and see what's up. So when 2021 began, again, new year resolutions, new hope, new sense of, you know, renewal. And I'm writing down things. I, I'm writing down what I want for my for myself, for my family, my just my dreams and aspirations. And I get down to the job. I'm like, okay, so then you we have to do this. We have to go back to the excruciating process of um applying for jobs. And you don't you we need you to be strong this time, yeah. You can't be tired. Cause I eh, I pay my 2019 and 2020 and I was like, okay, we cannot survive on influencer gigs for now the way it's set up right now it's not sustainable so i said okay like we're going back to applying for for jobs but how about we we follow up on the jobs we applied for last year just just you know you can ask your ex <laughs> you miss me <laughs> we can get back together yeah so i asked the the chick i was talking to now in december like what happened to the gig uh, did you guys hire and i was just asking just as a by the way for closure because i really i thought i really wanted it and then what happened is that she was like uh, what are you doing tomorrow 
like are you crazy nothing <laughs> form <laughs> and i was called in for an interview this is early january yep so that that's where the silver lining was coming in all the way from 2018 i got the job i got the job i got the job <laughs> so i went for the interview i forget i went for the interview but i did not get the job immediately so we said for like another three weeks i'm just asking what happened do you guys hire someone else me 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 i'm so anxious i don't know what's happening and then i think after three weeks yeah after three weeks is when they finally let me know that okay so there's someone having their notice here and you got the job and you're joining this company that i i work at right now and this came the news came like two days after i had broken up with my ex and i don't know i don't know what would have happened if i was still idle and we had broken up because he was such a huge support system in my life and he still is even as a as an ex because we we didn't break up over bad blood we just couldn't see eye to eye on something that's really important to the both of us so we are still friends but then we had to part ways you know so i I got the news like two days after and i don't know i just felt like it's it's just a new it's a new day for me like it's time to wake up and just live life as you like now you don't have a relationship to think of yes you have family but now you have you to focus on and for like this for these two years i used to tell myself that you know i've had a, i've done a lot of inner work and i want to i want to put it out there and see how i actually perform in the real world <laughs> like practice <laughs> and see what this lenser 2.0 is all about and i just felt like as i felt a sense of renewal like this is a new chance this is a new i don't know like we're starting from a clean page and i was super excited I, despite having broken up i just felt like yo the world is mine for the taking let's do this i have uh, i have a job um a position that the position is fancy <laughs> from all the jobs that i had done so i was excited and like i even get to be in charge of a few people like wow these are things that my imposter syndrome would never have allowed me to even dream about and right now i would say that i'm a bit settled just a little bit because it's a never-ending journey and i think right now what has happened is that i just have better sense of myself my self-awareness has grown to the point where i can set boundaries and protect myself in in such ways because what would happen in agency like you know how marketing the marketing industry is advertising industry it's really it's cutthroat so people would just they don't care what they're saying and me i'm an empath an emotional gangster <laughs> like i just want to love i just want happy feelings but then people come with some energies that if you're not prepared for they can drag you down and that's what used to happen every time like whatever energy comes my way whatever bad day someone has had and they drop it on me i will pick it all up but now i can set boundaries i can be like okay this person has had a bad day it has nothing to do with me or my abilities or my skills and so i wouldn't i w- the first thing to do wouldn't be to beat myself down before that that's 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 what i would do i'd be like hey you're not good enough ni 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 toshimboga but now i can i can just take a moment breathe 
like okay what is the situation yeah before that i just i didn't have that awareness i didn't have that understanding that chicky life is just not black and white you know just because you didn't do well in this project or this and that it doesn't now final finalize your who you are it, it doesn't mean that you suck at your job you're not creative enough it just means that whatever whatever it is in that moment if you sit down and really think about it breathe and let go of some of these things then you get to the root of the matter so that's that's where i am where i can take a moment to breathe Catch more African stories in the next episode of Legally Clueless. I really, really loved that story. And I think a few episodes ago, I told you that I was going to share it in its entirety here. And I hope you identified with it. I met Lentha when I was working at Kiss FM and she was in the sales department. Sales, Amma. Anyway, I never used to really know. the different departments but yeah and I didn't know her life story obviously because we weren't close enough to have those deep conversations but over the years we've had moments where I think we went on a coffee date once and it must have been around the time she was looking for a job or just right after I can't remember but there's a special energy she has definitely it's then just having her open up like this was such an honor I completely identified obviously you know with (laughs) being at a job you dislike and and just feeling unmotivated and that morning thing I, I would never want to go back to those mornings when my alarm would go off and I have to go into the kiss studio I I wouldn't even wish that on like my greatest enemy and I don't mean like going to that specific workplace but in the sense of I wouldn't wish a morning where you're going into a workplace or a job that you dislike hey it's not good and Lensa is a better woman than me I (laughs) called in sick so many times when there was absolutely nothing wrong with my physical being but I was mentally sick so I wasn't really at lying (laughs) and I'm just so happy though that it ended really well for her and if you're in that same situation I hope you can draw some strength from Lenz's story just to keep pushing because sometimes when you're down it can feel like that's how all the days of your life are going to be and I know this is cliche to say but honestly I'm saying it from my lived experience it does get better it will require you to make some very hard decisions but it does get better all right it's time for me to end this episode thank you so much for listening to it to the very end remember if you're in Kenya this podcast plays on Trace Radio every Monday and Wednesday at 12 noon and 11 p.m. and every Friday at 12 noon. So just head over to traceradio.co.ke for a list of the frequencies and you can also stream. Wow, I was going to... My ancestors are going to show up in my pronunciation. Anyway, you can stream Trace there. Also, if you'd love to share a story on this podcast, in the show notes, there's a link to a Google form. Fill it out and I will get back to you. We are going to be recording stories between January and March. So if you want to be one of the stories that we record, then make sure you fill in the form. All right, I need to stop here because... Because of our electricity issues that have just gotten so hectic, Fal got an inverter. It's pretty swanky. And so you charge it and then it's able to power like my laptops and stuff. But I feel like it's doing something strange to my laptop. <laughs> and then it always has that. Can you hear the fan? Can you hear that? So yeah, the fan always comes on and it's so irritating. But it's also helping me now that 
Kenya Power has decided that I don't need electricity this Sunday. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, other than that, it's a beautiful day. So I'm going to finish this episode here so I can go on a nice long drive before the madness of the new week. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.